0: Happy Father's Day! Happy Father's Day! Happy, happy Father's Day! Happy Father's, Father's Day! Father's Day. Oh. Happy Father's Day! And what do you want to say to your daddy? Um, what do you love about your daddy?
1: Um, play some games.
0: You like playing. Games. And
1: painting with daddy.
0: You like painting with daddy. What else do you like to do with daddy?
1: And him? he slides with me. He slides with you.
0: What else does your daddy do for you?
1: Everything. She's like, isn't that sick? enough? I want to be a daddy just like you. Whoa. Say, <laughs> I'm not a daddy, silly daddy. Daddy, I'm not a daddy. <laughs>
0: Gracie, does your daddy always make-, hey,
1: does your,
0: does your dad always make you super warm milk? Ock. You can say ock? Ock.
1: <laughs> fox. Sock. Sock. You can say sock, <laughs> fox. fox, sock, seek? Fox, sock, seek. Fox? Fox? What? Uh-huh. Are you trying to. Fox, feek. Fox, feet uh. Is that the language?
0: If anyone knows what language that is, please let me know. Because I'm convinced she knows another language or just talks in gibberish.
1: <laughs> Good morning, afternoon, or night. Welcome to Hot Marriage Cool Parents. This is Doug Hayner. And Jamie is currently in the bathroom. Not sure if she's going to be joining us, but. We will get through part of the introduction here, and we want to jump right into the chat that we had with our guest today, Sarah Talby, who is truly an inspiration. The woman was born without arms and has really, really taken life and is really living life to the fullest and very inspiring interview that we had. She was a pleasant, pleasant person to talk to she really does show how to do everything in life with your feet. So everything from brushing your teeth to putting on a bra to even painting. I mean, the girl is truly an artist and we found out during the interview that she just picked up doing painting. It wasn't something that she did as a kid. You know, I guess she was just learning how to do everything with her feet, but really, really fun interview that we have and uh, we'll certainly get to that, but I wanted to wish all the fathers out there a happy Father's Day. I am recording this on Father's Day, so it's going to be coming out a little bit later today. I think we're going to be going out to the John Ringling Museum. Not sure if anybody's been down to the Sarasota area or has gone to the museum, but the Barnum & Bailey and Ringling Brothers Circus, the guy that started it, one of the brothers, actually grew up in Sarasota and spent the rest of his life in Sarasota. So he has a whole entire compound that he lived at, but they turned it into a museum. So we're going to go head over there. Jamie and Henley both got me a chapbooks book. It was filled with pictures and Henley was able to color in and give answers. And it was all about dad stuff. So it brought a tear to my eye, which was really, really nice. And looking forward to going to the museum later today. We wanted to do something new for the podcast. So we love reading our five-star reviews each week we thought it might be fun to maybe throw it out to you guys to send in a voice memo with any questions that you have. So we've dedicated a email address where you can send in voice memos and we'll pick a couple to be actually on the episode in the next coming week. So you can voice memo and then email or send us an audio file to teamjamie at jamieotis.com And we're going to start picking some at random to answer on air I know we had a lot of great feedback with Katie Chen, who was Jamie's former Bachelor producer. She's going to be coming back on to talk more about The Bachelor and the whole Chris Harrison saga and just everything going on behind the scenes with that show, which we didn't get to ask her the last time. So even if you wanted to send in some voicemails about any specific questions that you have for her, We're more than happy to pick up some of those questions and actually play them on the episode, which should be fun. And speaking of the five-star reviews, the person that we chose this week, it doesn't even have a name on the review, but says, like catching up with family. While we definitely have different upbringings and histories for our vulnerabilities, I feel like Jamie and I have officially now been through some things together due to a bit of internet mix-up. After... A certain point, I jumped to conclusions and assumed that she only acted genuine for her online presence and to keep her friends coming back. I can assure anyone else wondering if she's too genuine to be true, that she really is who she is. I've loved Jamie and Doug since the first season of that crazy social experiment called Maths and was excited to see that they started a podcast, so I've listened from the start. I don't have kids and the body positivity thing doesn't resonate with me the same way, but I still find something enjoyable in every episode. Sometimes it's just the update on their little family. I feel like the pod lets us know them in a way. I have absolutely loved the most recent episodes, and they fit well with messages I keep coming across lately in my life about the importance of healing old wounds and forgiveness, being yourself. Just like Jamie and Doug, I keep finding issues and working through them. Thanks for being willing to share your work so openly. It really does help. Well, thank you, No Name, on the review. That was very sweet. Yeah, we try to be as genuine as possible. We don't want to be something and then have you guys meet us and then we're a different thing. The social experiment that we were a part of and married at first sight, that was my biggest concern was, you know, once I got chosen for the show, is the person that I'm going to be marrying going to be the same person on and off camera? And it turned out that, you know, we made a pact in the beginning that we wanted to be the same person on and off camera because we didn't want to guess or play a front on, you know, who's what or what's genuine or who's, you know, being genuine. So, we really made a concerted effort to be ourselves and put out everything that we needed to. And, you know, once you start to put things out into the universe and once you start to reveal a little bit behind the scenes and, you know, take your mask off, you really start to realize how much you help people and, and how a lot of people are going through the same thing. So even us sharing about our marriage and going to therapy and some of our issues and being really vulnerable on the podcast and on social media. It helps people. I know it's not a cup of tea for everyone. Sometimes may rub people the wrong way, but you know we're going to keep being ourselves. And I hope that everybody else will keep being themselves because that's really all we have. So yeah, now that season three of Couples Cam is in full swing, hopefully you guys are enjoying that. I know the whole stay-at-home dad thing has been coming up. A lot of what's going on in our lives and Jamie going away to film Unfiltered. And we have a lot of fun episodes that are coming up. We're actually still filming for Couples Cam currently. So we have the rest of the season to go. So if anybody hasn't checked it out, it's on Wednesday nights now that the previous season of Married at First Sight is over. But there are some of the new couples that stayed together, some of the new couples that are on Couples Cam. So it's always fun to catch up with them. And, you know, since Jamie is most likely not going to be joining us at this time, I think the interview with Sarah Talby really speaks for itself. And I think it's about time that we get Sarah on. So enjoy.
0: All right, guys, I am so excited and honored and blessed to have the chance to chat with Sarah Talby. She is an absolute extraordinary mama. She's an armless artist. And let me tell you, I've stalked her Instagram page. As most of you know, I do tend to find, you know, the most inspiring guests from Instagram. I was just blown away by, first of all, her artistry is spectacular and she does it with her feet, which is even more spectacular. I can't, I feel like I can't do anything with my feet. So it's incredible the things this woman does with her toes. But even more so than that, she's so positive and she's a YouTube boss babe. And she shares literally about all the things. Like if you think that you need both your arms to do things like put a bra on, cook, brush your teeth, uh, obviously paint, you know, anything, right? You don't. You can just follow Sarah. She uses her feet for all of the above. So worry not if you lose your arms because we have an expert toe everything here. (laughs) Sarah, welcome to Hot Marriage, Cool Parents. Thank you very much. You are beyond talented. I feel like, you know, to you, you probably don't feel like it's a talent, but to me, I'm like, give the girl an award. I don't know how you put your bra on with your toes. (laughs) It's so nice to have you here. So just to start from the very beginning, obviously, you don't have either of your arms. And I was curious, I think that you were born this way. Is that right? Yeah,
2: I was born this way.
0: Exactly. So you've never known any different. Exactly. So what was it like for you then when you were growing up? I'm sure at first you probably didn't realize you were different. Yeah,
2: when, when you are a child, everything is normal for you and everything is just different. My family and my parents, my brothers, never make any difference with my situation. So I have two brothers and I had just to play with them like boys playing, you know, fighting. and. <laughs> <laughs> and they never realized that I didn't mean, have arms. They never told me, okay, you don't have arms, or maybe it can be dangerous. They just say, okay, come on, let's go. And we did that, and I think it's for sure helped me a lot, growing with these too crazy. So that's the way it was, and at school, with children, I know that most of the time we say, children are cool. For me, it's just the opposite. I don't believe children can be cruel. I just think that Children are just really honest. Yeah. If they yes. tell you you are ugly, it's just because it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> When they are children, they just ask you why you don't have arms and what happened to you and where are your arms, and you just reply to them, "No, I don't have arms," and for them it's normal. So I grew yeah. with this kind of children around me at school, and I think it contributed also to the adults. I am
1: today for sure. Absolutely. Did you ever joke around with your classmates and just say you left your arms at home? No, never.
0: <laughs> no, that's my husband. <laughs> He's so silly. <laughs> I wanted to ask though a serious question. Uh, what happened where your arms didn't grow? Is there any sort of like a diagnosis or? It is not
2: diagnostic. Uh, it's not genetic. It's just the embryo. How do you say that? Embryo? embryo. Embryo didn't grow the normal way and. Here, doctors say it happened. It's one
0: out of 10 million. So So you're one out of 10 million. Yeah, that's pretty special. I mean, not (laughs) many people can say that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Here I am. (laughs) Yeah. Going back to your childhood, obviously, you know, every kid learns at some point how to write, you know, script and everything else. When you went through school and that was happening, did you immediately use your feet and your toes to learn how to write?
2: Yeah, yeah. I use it even before going to school because when I was like eight or nine months, I began to put everything in my mouth. Like all babies Yeah, do, yeah. They take things yeah. in mouth. my son is one and years I,
1: old and yeah, he puts everything I you know in his mouth. What
2: I mean. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, when I was a baby I took things with my tooth and my parents realized that actually my brain was connecting to my tooth.
0: That's incredible, and so then your parents just fostered that ability for you to yeah. use yeah. your toes yeah. instead of hands. Exactly. Now,
1: I'm, are you ambidextrous? Can you write with both your left no, and your no, right foot? No, so no. it is dominant. I'm, uh,
0: left, I'm left-footed. Oh. No kidding. I feel like yeah, that's also. It's,
2: it's like two arms. Your brain just choose one side, and very true. And it's exactly like uh, two arms two
0: hands yeah i'm left-footed so is there anything that you can't do cuz so far i feel like mm-hmm. you're you can pretty much do everything <laughs> that someone with arms can do
2: uh i think yes and this is why i think i'm really happy in my life because I know my limitations and I accept them. I think this person is not accepting the limitation. Uh And when you accept something cannot happen, like if you ask me, let's go play tennis with me, I probably would tell you, no, I can't.
0: Right, (laughs) right. (laughs)
2: Because I know this is a limitation for me and it will not frustrate me because I know it's a limitation. Probably if I didn't accept that, I would be less happy.
0: I really think that's very profound what you just said. And maybe for you, it doesn't seem it. But for me, I feel like it is very, very profound. So, you know, there are a lot of things, whether you have both your arms or not, that you may or may not be able to do. And some limitations may be because you don't have enough money or you're not in the right location or the weather is not good or, you know, whatever the case may be. But if you accept it, it cannot cause you any sort of frustration because you've accepted it. And that might seem like a simple thought, but to me, it's actually really profound because, you know, the past year, I feel like, to be very honest, I've struggled with postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. And I'm constantly trying to figure out how to kind of like battle it myself. And, you know, I am seeing a therapist and I do believe in medication. I'm on medication, but yeah, I still find myself frustrated. And I think a lot of it is obviously exhaustion, but I think if I was to just, I don't know, kind of like maybe think like, Maybe I can't change the circumstance or if I can, then do it. And I've always been of the mindset that like, okay, well, if you know what the problem is and if you know what the solution is, then why wouldn't you do what the solution is instead of drive yourself crazy with this consistent problem? Hence my son and not sleep training him for a year. That's my own fault and I was fully aware of it. But what's interesting is that maybe things that, you know, like the weather, for example, if you have a great day planned and the weather... Turns out bad. No one can control that. Why not just accept it?
2: Yeah, if you accept it, it doesn't appear like a frustration anymore. Yeah, yeah.
1: It really goes to show how much attitude is a choice. You know, it's a choice that you can make. You can choose to be frustrated. You can choose to do something about it. You can of choose course. to be happy.
0: Well, I feel like
1: unless there's something clinical or medical, yes. uh, you know, uh, fighting against you, but certainly,
2: yay first
1: of all you have to find a
0: solution this is the way it is yeah yeah i just wanted to say like real fast on that my thought is that i know that like people say happiness is a choice and you can feel good yourself and i think that there are people who prove that to be true and sarah you're for sure without a doubt one of them and i think it was also the way that you were raised and your environment just like you said early on i mean you were around a family who it doesn't sound like they coddled you they were like oh Sarah, you know, has to do this with her feet and that's what she does and it's okay. And that's what we're going to go do. And your and your brothers were, you know, played with you like they played with each other. And yeah. I think that that definitely helps shape it because you don't feel sorry for yourself because no one felt sorry for you. And I think that's all very, very interesting because – I don't know. I try to stay positive, but I think that, you know, I think I do feel sorry for myself and I think I shouldn't, you know, I think you have to recognize that in yourself and like change your own thoughts. I think that's far easier said than done. You know, I think
2: also to grow your trust in yourself and your confidence in yourself. For me, I think this is what I'm doing. It's doing things that you love because when you do things that you love, you are part of yourself. And yeah. when you are part of yourself, you love
0: yourself. For yeah. sure. I'm curious, have you ever gone through like a rough part, you know, where maybe you weren't even sure what you love? Like, have you ever struggled at all with like feeling, I don't know, just like unhappy, maybe for no good reason, or maybe feeling bad for yourself or anything? No one ever really wants to admit they feel bad for themselves. (laughs) That's kind of (laughs) embarrassing, but. Do
2: you mean, have I ever felt depressed or sad or something? Yeah. Yeah. Of of course, yes. When I have my period, for instance. <laughs>
0: yeah, right? <laughs> oh my God, I'm a terrorist
2: yeah. when I have my period.
0: <laughs> and so then what do you do in the midst of that struggle?
2: I feel really bad. I feel really sad. And why this world is so crazy? I think it's really difficult to be depressed. And it requires a lot of energy to be mm-hmm. depressed. Mm-hmm. Why just being normal? It requires nothing. It just requires to live your life. And for me, it's too much difficult to be depressed. I think it's Mm -hmm. it's too heavy for me. Maybe some people are strong enough to be depressed, but I'm not.
1: Yeah. Well, kind of transitioning to your childhood and just how amazing of an artist that you are, when did you realize that you had this talent? Were you always kind of like doodling or drawing as a kid?
2: I think this is a good question because... Some people think that when you are a child, everything is done and everything is written and the adult you will be, it depends on what you get in the childhood. For me, it's not the case. Life would be crazy if it was the case because Mm -hmm. it means that some adults will be unhappy forever because they had a childhood very difficult. I realized that I love painting when I was 34 years old. Oh,
0: wow. Yes.
2: It's current like it was five years ago. And I never painted when I was a child because I preferred to dance, I preferred to go out, I preferred to run. And um, I get injured to my back when five years ago and I had to stay at home but I was really bored at home and I just wanted to focus on a new activity and I discovered drawing and painting and I fell in love with the watercolor. And so everything is still Possible, even
0: if you are an adult, I just adore you. Yeah. You give such hope to me. You know, I'm sure everyone listening as well. But just talking to you is just—it's really a breath of fresh air. Just like your mindset and truly the fact that you are such an amazing. I assumed you've been painting forever because I mean you're so talented. How did you do this and just no, in just not- five years?
1: Before we get into that. I do want to give a shout out to some of our amazing sponsors this week. Something that Jamie and I use a lot when it comes to design work or animation or story, anything that you're looking to design on a computer, check out Canva Pro. It's a super easy to use design platform. They have over 75 million premium photos, videos, audio, graphic. I mean everything you could possibly imagine we use canva pro throughout jamie's become body positive digital course we even use it here on hot marriage cool parents to create different stories because it is so easy to add audio behind any of these photos or animations or pictures within the video And it's super easy, super affordable. It makes us feel like we're professional designers because it's good at any level, regardless of how much experience that you have. So for any crafty moms, marketing teams, business execs, or even kids, if they're looking to learn more about designing on the computer, Canva Pro is offering a 45-day extended trial, absolutely free. When you use our promo code, that's canva.me backslash hot marriage that's c-a-n-v-a dot m-e slash hot marriage to get a 45-day free extended trial canva.me slash hot marriage next up credit karma now there's no question this past year has had a financial impact on literally everybody and now that things are opening back up people are going back to work Anyone that's had a financial setback, Credit Karma helps keep all of those financial goals in check. So whether you had a setback or maybe you're just looking to get back on your feet, Credit Karma's technology shows you tailored offers for credit cards and personal loans that you're more likely to get approved for. So whether you want cash back, travel rewards, or even just to consolidate debt, Credit Karma can find the offers that fit your goals. With a selection of options and approval odds, you have the power to make informed decisions. So you can go to creditkarma.com slash podcast to learn more and find other offers that are just for you. That's creditkarma.com slash podcast, or you can see your offers on the Credit Karma app. So apply with confidence today. Go to creditkarma.com slash podcast, or just head over to the Credit Karma app. And speaking of money, let's talk about how kids can actually save money and learn to be financially secure, which is through GoHenry. So, GoHenry, it's a kids' debit card and an app for parents. So, it, it helps parents find an easy and fun way to teach kids about good money habits. And if you've been hearing me in the past few episodes, You know that some of my background was not being so great with money. In fact, it was horrible spending too much money, not saving, not having enough. So I definitely want to keep this in mind for Henley and Hendrix and any of our future kids to help nip it in the butt early so they don't make the same mistake that I did. And especially for kids, we want our kids to be able to distinguish between wants and needs, know how to save, how to spend, how to budget and do everything appropriately. So through the app, parents can actually see how much money each kid has and you could actually control how much is spent. You can control the stores. You could even set up chores for them or goals and it helps them save. You can easily and quickly transfer money over to your kids and each parent can customize it for their kid and their situation. And Jamie and I are both very excited to actually Use Go Henry because it's so much easier than giving a cash allowance. You get to control what money is going in, what money is going out, what stores are being shopped at. You can get alerts and notifications, and it's just going to be so much fun and also a tremendous learning opportunity through becoming financially stable and secure and independent. So, for you parents, grandparents, Check out Go Henry. They have amazing reviews online. You can go to gohenry.com and get one month free with promo code HMCP. That's one month free at gohenry.com, promo code HMCP, G O H E N R Y.com. Use the promo code HMCP. All right, time to get back to Sarah.
2: Believe me, it's not talent, it's a walk
1: yeah
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah if i stop working my painting i cannot paint anymore and uh yeah. everybody it's like sports when you see like a high level sport say, so, why wow, he's amazing look at his abilities You can't imagine that before this match, he works a lot. Mm -hmm. And he's not a hero. Like, it's not possible. And for me, it's the same. When you see me painting, don't imagine I just wake up in the morning and take my brush. No, it's like hours and days and weeks of
1: work. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure something like art and watercolor, I get what you're saying. But, you know, there's got to be some level of passion with that. And I'm sure it's an amazing activity that you get to do with your child. Yeah, Which yeah, has yeah, got to be course. fun.
2: If she likes it, of course. She's cute and she's enjoying painting with her fingers. You know, the fingers painting. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, she's like me when I was a child. She preferred to run and to go out. But yes, of course, it would be a honor for me to, to share my passion with her.
0: Yeah, so real fast transitioning to your role as a mom, because I feel like, you know, the mom life can be difficult in and of itself. And I haven't really been exposed to disabled people as, you know, like I didn't grow up with someone. And so I'm really trying to educate myself on how someone who has a disability how they prefer to be talked about like I like how you said in the beginning
1: it's just a detail it's
0: just a detail it's not necessarily like don't feel bad for me because I have a disability or I look different this is just a detail I don't have my arms and maybe you don't have you know red hair and she has red hair you know it's just a detail and so I really appreciate this open conversation you know about disability because I want to be obviously respectful and inclusive and I have so much admiration. So, first of all, I want to thank you for kind of sharing a little bit about, you know, how you talk about your disability and the detail. But also, I wanted to ask you about what was it like being pregnant? And of course, for you, you've never had arms. So, I'm sure for you, this is just probably normal. Yeah. but
2: For me, I don't know what is to be pregnant with two arms. So. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just it's not all it's cracked
1: is- up to be. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Exactly. So for me, it was a little bit difficult when I was six months pregnant because I couldn't see my
0: toes anymore. That makes sense. Yeah. And those are like your hands. Yeah. Your foot-eye
1: coordination (laughs) was off. I
0: think every woman can't see their shoes, but me, it was my hands. So yeah, that's right. That makes it difficult. And then, what's it like? You know, because we always envision a mom kind of cradling her baby with her arms. And mm-hmm. you are able to have With arms.
2: My legs, you know the, the lotus position? Yes. Oh, like the yoga? This my yoga. <laughs> because
1: yeah. My yoga. It's a good wow. thing you're flexible.
0: Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm very flexible. I have yeah. normal flexibility. That's yeah. incredible. And I feel like it's probably because you were born that way. So then you've always just yeah, had yeah, to shape yes. your body. Flexibility, and
2: differ- the flexibility of the baby I was, I never lost this flexibility.
0: That's so incredible. It really is. It's almost as if like you were formed, you know, without your arms. But so then, you know, your legs and your feet and your torso are formed, you know, with more flexibility than someone who has arms because, you know, yeah. not everybody can do.
2: All babies put their teeth on their mouth. I did that, but I never lost this ability.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, that's a good point because at some point you stop putting your foot in your mouth. Well, for me, I put I my foot like in my mouth I all the time could. now anyway. I but
2: could, except I have to use my <laughs> arm because I'm not quite strong enough. Don't break your back. Please. Yeah,
1: seriously. <laughs> but going back before you had your daughter, how was your dating life growing up?
2: Yeah, my dating life was quite normal, was quite unbelievable. <laughs> but um, I had boyfriends. My first boyfriend, I was, uh, I think, 16 or 17, I don't remember. But it was on summer with my friends and we all dated and he was like a normal guy, like a normal boy. And we just laughed a lot and we just dated like normal. But I think when I was like more adult, it was maybe more difficult because when you are an adult, you focus on growing a family and spending the rest of your life with someone, which is not exactly the same that when you are a teenager. Like you just want to enjoy your life. Right. Don't think about that. And I met Lydia's father. Lydia is my daughter. We met like ten years ago. So we were like uh, twenty-seven years mm-hmm. old, which I think it's like the normal age to mm-hmm. meet yeah. someone. And maybe he's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> maybe 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 he's crazy because he fell in love
0: with a woman without arms or maybe uh, he's it's genius it's just a detail yeah just a detail but no I think <laughs> that you know that just goes to show that truly like falling in love with a person regardless of their body shape size image it's it, beautiful that is the best love because body shape sizes images they change consistently but the person within they might yeah. change a bit as well yeah. you know from time to time and that would be a good thing
2: I can also talk about my disability. I don't have any taboo. So I talk about that like a normal conversation and like normal topics. So this is why maybe we just talk about my disability. Like we talk about traveling or like or Mm work or studies. It was just a topic among many others.
0: Yeah, I love how yeah. you, I don't think you feel bad for yourself and you don't mm. expect anyone else to, you know, treat you differently.
1: And what would you say that your biggest challenge was kind of growing up into adulthood?
0: To be a mother was my biggest challenge.
1: And, and probably you, the most rewarding, too, though.
2: I would for say all the mothers in general.
0: Yeah, I would yeah. say the same thing, and I have both my arms. I yeah. think the biggest challenge is being a mother, and also the most rewarding thing is being a mother. This is something I really want to touch on real fast is just disability in general. And A, for someone who hasn't lived with someone who's disabled or known somebody or had a relative who's disabled, what is a nice way for them, or I don't even know the right word to say this, uh, but what is the best way to respond to someone who you see, you know, is quote unquote disabled?
2: Yes, this is a question a lot of people ask me, like people without disability, everybody has its own story. We just have to accept that some people have pity for me. This is this way. I can't do anything for them because maybe it is their sorry that makes the pity for me. It's not me.
0: I love that.
1: Yeah, and I love that. Obviously, throughout your life, and I mean, that you have such exceptional maturity about all of this. And I wanted to know for anybody that is listening to us, for anyone that does have a disability. What really pushed you to have such a positive outlook? Do you have any advice for any of our listeners that may have a disability?
2: Um, being alive. Like I love the human being in general, like I love both of you, for instance, even if I don't know you, because we are sharing a very blissful moment. So why it should be different? Like why should I be sad? When people ask me why you are so smiling? Because I'm talking with you.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. What, what, should you be frowning all the time?
0: <laughs> yeah, I I think that you have such a light in you. And I feel like if I could bottle it up and sell it, I'd be a billionaire because you're just so optimistic and you're so, I just really love your outlook. And, you know, I'm so inspired truly by just the way that you look at life and people and yourself and obstacles. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Then you don't allow anything to cause a frustration. And I feel like a lot of us could learn, uh, you know, a thing or two from you when it comes to that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm just thinking from when you had your daughter. Are you guys together? Are you married? To
2: yeah, we are. When I had my daughter, what was very difficult for me. I think it was your question. Uh, maybe. I didn't
1: yeah. Know. Well, I was just speaking as a parent.
2: Uh, for me, the most difficult thing that I had to ask Lydia's father to help me when I was breastfeeding my baby. Mm-hmm. I think I don't have any difficulty to ask someone to help me for anything in my life. Like putting someone between me and my disability is not a problem, but putting someone between me and my daughter was very
1: difficult. Yeah, I've pumped my wife's breast when she had both her hands that were she was working, and I was literally pumping, you know, pumping like the, the milk pump. out for her breast. But I was thinking, having to change diapers, uh, you probably missed out on all of that, which is not really anything to miss. No, 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 I
2: didn't. I didn't miss them. You can see my (laughs) YouTube channel. I send a lot of tears. But at the same time, it was good to say, oh, I don't have arms. I can't send her. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah, I need your help with that.
2: Sometimes it was good to say, "Mm, I want to stay in bed. Oh, I don't have arms. I'm a little bit tired.
0: (laughs) My feet are tired from all the things they have to do. (laughs) So I just (laughs) needed to relax for a little while. Here's the baby. (laughs) But the most
2: difficult thing was when I, I had to breastfeed my daughter and I had to ask help. Like when I was at hospital at the beginning to the nurse, for me it was nightmare to ask them like to take my baby and to give it to me it was very difficult because baby when they're born, they are so weak and so small, mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. impossible to take them because for me I was like afraid to injure her or to, mm-hmm. to, to make something bad for mm-hmm. her. So I didn't want to make to take any risk about that. Mm-hmm. But it was really difficult. Really, really, really difficult for me.
0: So that's something that I actually just quickly want to touch on is the fact that for your whole life, you said you've never been scared to ask for help. You've been perfectly fine with asking for help when you need it, which I think is... Amazing. I definitely know that a weakness of mine is that I don't like asking for help. I try to, you know, do everything myself, and I'm a strong, independent woman. And so, a strong, independent woman does everything herself, which I've come to realize that actually, maybe a stronger woman, and it's not, you know, it's fine, but strength comes from asking for help and realizing your weaknesses and learning to overcome these things. And so, I'm on my own journey right now. But what I also find intriguing is that with your baby, it's it's maybe a mother's instinct is that you want to be able to just pick your baby up at the whim you know and grab your baby and it sounds like that was the first time that you struggled with your different detail of your body
2: yeah exactly it was yeah. the um, frustration because this limitation i couldn't accept it uh-huh so it was a frustration to hear my baby crying and to have to ask someone to take her it was mm-hmm. really like for me it was a nightmare
0: Yeah. Well, how long did that last?
2: Uh, I think the first three months when they just sleep, cry Mm -hmm. to eat, sleep, cry to eat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this was the rhythm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, after that, it was, like, easier. But the first three months were really difficult.
0: Yeah. Now, do you have any plans on having any more children?
2: No. At the moment, no. She's two. So I think
0: I just want uh, to, enjoy, just to yeah. enjoy her and um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, Sarah, I can't get over just how incredible you are. First of all, for anybody who's listening, where can everyone go to, you know, follow you, learn more about you, watch your incredible YouTube videos where you literally, like you said, change diapers, put your bra on, brush your hair, put your clothes on, I mean, everything. If someone is just wanting to be a little bit more inspired by you, where could they go to find more about you?
2: Yes, on my YouTube channel, I think this is the main place where I share a lot of me on Instagram and on my website, sarahcaldi.com.
0: Okay, so it's dot com, right? Yeah. Awesome. Sarah, thank you so much. I just feel like I can't tell you enough how you are such a breath of like optimism and light. And I really connected with you the moment I started seeing your Instagram posts. And then I just started like researching a little bit more because I was like, wow, you're just so inspiring. So thank you for being you truly and taking the time out to chat with us. I really appreciate it. And I think everyone listening, I mean, I know that they're probably dying to go see, you know, how you do these things with just yeah. your feet because it doesn't sound like it's possible, but then you watch it happening and you're like, wow, this is <laughs> incredible. She's one in 10 million.
2: <laughs> thank you very much for having me.
0: Oh, if you ever need anything, you let us know. We're here for you. But honestly, it sounds like I might be calling you because I, yeah. <laughs> I might need I might something before you do. <laughs> All uh, right. We'll talk to you thank soon, Thank you Tara. again, Sarah. bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> She is genuinely so inspiring. And I can't tell you. So like there's two things that I got out of that. And one is don't be scared to ask for help. And the other is accept your limitations. Yeah. Accept, you know, any limitation. If you if you can't accept it, you're going to be frustrated by it. So, yeah. you know, for me, um, like I really am on this personal journey, I guess, of just trying to – I don't know. Like, I just want to be a better person. I want to be a happier person. I want to be a, a better wife and a better mom and just a better, you know, friend. And I feel like, you know, and it's something that I don't think most people would be uh, like, you know, I guess vulnerable enough to admit. Yeah. But one thing that I, you know, when I gained custody of my siblings in, um when I was in uh, college, I never felt bad for myself. I mean, I it was literally just what you, I had to do. For you know, it wasn't even a question of anything. And yeah. then when I was in nursing school, my one of the nurses, one of my like, um, I guess like, st- what do you call it? If she's my one of my classmates. I guess uh, she was significantly older. She'd already had a degree. She went back to school to be a nurse. And she, when she realized that I gained custody of my siblings and that my siblings were at home while I was in nursing school, and I was also taking care of them. You know, she really pitied me and like she didn't mean anything by it. She just like really pitied me when she found out that, you know, that my mom was using drugs and whatnot. She just really pitied me. And that was the first time that I opened my eyes and I was like, oh, wow, I guess I have a really hard life. And like I didn't I didn't even realize it before because it was like just what I had to do. And like I just did it to survive kind of thing. Yeah. And
1: I I think it's a lot of uh, what we don't you know, what's not the norm. That's what people, whether it's curiosity, whether it's, you know, I. What I got from that, and I've known a a couple people that were disabled. You know, it's it's just something that they live with, and a lot of times it's just you you know they they just want to be a person and a friend, and you know, and and have a regular normal conversation or just not be defined by the disability. But someone like Sarah that really does inspire people that are disabled, and just to show what is possible and just what kind of attitude that you can have and just really just embracing life is amazing.
0: No, absolutely. I think that, you know, I've always realized like, you know, looking back that my depression started almost simultaneously with when people started to pity me and then I inevitably started pitying myself because I was like, oh my God, I must have it so bad. And, you know. The truth of the matter is, is that I had it. I didn't have it so bad. I mean, people, there, you know, that you can look at any circumstance in life and pity yourself and think that you have it so bad, or you can look at it as an opportunity to see the good. And now I know for and me, what that's, it makes you today. Yeah, but yeah. there's a little bit of toxic positivity in that whole thing, and so I hate the and hates a strong word, but I really dislike. When people say, oh, you can choose happiness and oh, you can just change your mindset like that. It just just isn't as easy as that. Mm -hmm. But there is so much truth in the sense that, you know, if you look at your circumstance and you just pity yourself or if someone else pities you, It is not going to cause you any sort of happiness. There's something called empathy where you can empathize and feel for someone, you know, and you can have uh, respect for their situation. But pity is literally like the root of like depression, I feel like, you know, and I don't know that people really talk about that. I don't feel like that that's because I think most people would never admit that they pity themselves and I can't even believe that I did. But I feel like that. That is a bit of um, something that I just learned in this, in this interview. So needless to say, I love Sarah Talby. I really, really do. She's so inspiring. And the fact that she just flat out says that she does not feel bad for herself and that no one else should feel bad for her either. And if someone does, she just lets them. But that's not how <laughs> she feels about herself. Girl is a freaking bad as mama. I yeah, love her. She's got
1: a fun YouTube channel too. So definitely check her out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, we, I hope you enjoyed that interview. I really, I personally obviously loved it yeah. and I got a lot out of it. Um, and next week we're going to have another amazing episode for you.
1: That's right. Make sure to follow us on social media to stay up to date. And we love all of you and thank you all for your uh, reviews and reaching out and comments yeah. and Um, really, really do appreciate you guys.
0: Yep. We'll talk to you guys next week.
1: Bye.